Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Spotlight Series. This is a show where we choose a genre and we watch usually good, good to great movies. There have been a few times we watched some poop ones, but we usually try to pick the best ones. So we are one month away from the Halloween Screamathon. And so I was trying to think of some type of genre that isn't that tough and still we could watch some pretty nice, maybe some new ones. I know there's at least one movie in this month that I want to do because I heard Katie just losing her shit laughing at it. And she's like, you need to watch this movie. So for sure, I know one of them. But the genre, it is animation month. So we said it like that. We didn't say Disney. We didn't say this, that. Just animation. And there's tons of animated things in this world that we absolutely love, just like the pick we did today. But yeah, no, I'm excited because there's a new one that came out and Katie was crying. I, I hear her crying from the other room laughing at it. So it's so fucking funny. I can't wait. Yeah. But tonight we are going to review a goofy movie. Yeah, we finally doing it, y'all. I'm, I'm so I'm so excited because when I was young, this was like the jam growing up and stuff. And I want to say I had this on, I was about to say DVD. No, I had this on VHS and watch the poop out of this yeah well this was loved by pretty much everyone of our age group of our generation because it was kind of the first disney movie animated movie that really relied on like the culture of the time like like of the 90s it got we got like some hip-hop r&b music throughout the soundtrack and the kids in it were like all very relatable because it was all like modern day quote yeah. and not a lot of Disney movies take place in modern day especially in the ones in the 90s it was all fucking anthropomorphic animals like in their animal setting yeah not just like in the regular world so yeah yeah so if you don't know anything about a goofy movie that's a shame you should really go check it out it is a 1995 animated film from disney and it is about goofy his name is goofy but it's technically his first name's dippy dog or what g gg goof well his name was george g geef geef uh for a long time and people found that hard to say so over time george g geef became gg geef and then it just became goof and then it now yeah, he's just, just goofy. Yeah. So his name is technically right now GG Goofy Goof. Um, <laughs> but nobody calls him that. Yeah. Um, some other times he's called Goofus D Dog to add in oh, the yeah. Dippy Dog name. But as for all intents and purposes, his name is Goofy. You know who the fuck we're talking about. Yes. Goofy. And so it's about him and his son, Maximilian Goof. And Max coming up with this gigantic lie to impress a girl that he likes and just all the madness and craziness that comes with trying to keep that lie from falling apart in a road trip. And so this actually was an idea from a, uh, I don't think he was the, what's the word I'm thinking of? Not the CEO of Disney then, but Jeffrey Katzenberg. Oh, he was uh, high up for Pixar for a long time. Yes. So he came up with, well, he helped with this idea with him and his daughter. And they had an, a strange relationship at that time. And he went on a road trip and everything worked out. You know, they didn't like almost kill themselves in it, but it all worked out. So then that's the main idea. So it just, a goofy movie came from the TV show Goof Troop. And that was from 92 to 93. And it was a big hit and because people, I like Goofy a lot. In a lot of the older cartoons, it's him trying to do normal things and just the world is just very unlucky around him. And it's him trying his best to just do normal stuff. Like he, like, like an example, he's trying to like make the bed and then like, you know, he, he's almost got the last corner and then the other corners pop out. And then he jumps on the bed in the middle and spreads his legs out like a, like a starfish. And then the bed just rolls up on him. Some like that. He's trying to do normal things and everything's falling apart around him. That's Goofy's like MO for a very long time. But then in Goof Troop, 
it, you know, he was still breaking things and exploding, but then he had his kids messing around and stuff like that. So they wanted to make a movie off of Goofy because he's been a pretty popular character. And so they came up with a Goofy movie. And this movie, and not just spoilers, wasn't the biggest hit when it came out, but it has this cult following status afterward. And especially the, the VHS sales were ridiculous for this movie. Well, this movie is um, widely accepted as being Disney's first Black-centric movie. It is widely understood that Max and Goofy are Black. Uh. <laughs> that's That's the the general feeling of most people. Uh, so that has helped the longevity of this movie for sure. Uh, people's finding, a, finally finding a character that they could relate to in Max. You know, it's not some white princess in a tower. It's like this kid dealing with normal school, everyday things. Like if you go online right now and ask if people think that Max Goof is black or white, 90% of those people will tell you he's black. Yeah. I, I will say <laughs> just off the music and stuff, like it just had this like, I don't know, like aura that it was, as as the older white people like to say when they come up with movies, urban. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And for sure, like Powerline was for sure black. Yeah. It's Michael, <laughs> like, it's Michael it's, Jackson. It's yeah. not, my, well, it's Tevin Campbell, but Michael Jackson, yes. Powerline, undoubtedly black, yes. Everyone else, white, but appreciative and immersed in black culture is the way I see it. Well, that's reasonable. So in going off of that, they're heading toward a concert. His name is Powerline, and that's the, the, the person. They actually created Powerline off of multiple pop stars. So Michael Jackson, Prince, and Bobby Brown. So two of them are great. So <laughs> I'm going to hate Bobby Brown. Wasn't Bobby Brown the initial considered for Powerline? I don't know. Maybe the... Because I will say this song is a lot poppier than a, a usual Michael Jackson song. So maybe he got the looks of Prince, the dance moves of Michael Jackson, and maybe the musical tone. Well, I'd of... say the voice is kind of Michael Jackson-y. It's like a cross between Michael Jackson and Bobby yeah. Brown. But maybe the music, yeah. because Bobby Brown did have some song, like every little step is... The style for sure yeah, is a lot more, closer is more Bobby to Powerline than Michael Jackson, I would say. Yeah. So maybe the music. I don't know. Like, well, a, cr a very crude search of Google states that he was going to have the role, but was replaced due to his issues. Oh, okay. Crack addiction. <laughs> Tommy Brown fucking sucks. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> and then they got R&B artist Tevin Campbell. So. I remember Tevin Campbell, one of his first hits was uh, Can We Talk? And that was... Can we talk? And that was a fucking banger. That sounds uh, fucking great. And so there were tons... Yeah, tons more he did. I remember I'm Ready. Uh, ooh, he was... Ew, they did a Purple Rain sequel? Ew. You know what? Yeah. Uh, is it good? I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So the Broadway musical Hairspray, he was seaweed in 2005. So Tevin Campbell, I didn't know that. I, didn't know I love that. Yeah. He wasn't in the movie, but I love that. Yeah. No, the, the Yeah, in the, Broadway. on Broadway. Yeah. yeah. So this movie is ch chock full of just cool stuff. Like I said, the music is pretty damn good. And so going off of just voice actors and things like that, we have Jason Marsden. He's Max's voice. If you have played a Bethesda game, Bethesda, there we go. There go. So like Skyrim or Fallout or anything like that, you have heard Jason Marsden. He is always just some character. He, I think in Skyrim, he's the courier's voices when they drop off a letter to you. So when the Brotherhood are trying to like tell you stop doing assassin stuff, he's the person that runs up and gives you the letter. And so Bill Farmer, he's the voice of Goofy, and he's done it for a stupid long time. He's, he's been Goofy for a really long time. He's not time. the original. Uh, no. From what I saw, there's like seven people that have been Goofy. So I thought That's it was really a cool. lot. Yeah. And then, That's shocking, yeah. actually, because Mickey and Minnie have been 
There's only been like four people yeah. who have ever been Mickey and Minnie. The voice of Mickey in this little cameo in this movie, he was the third Mickey voice, the longest tenured Mickey. Yeah, and he's married to the Minnie. Yeah. They were Mickey and Minnie together for like 50 years. That's, wow, that's cost effective. <laughs> yeah, incredible. One car. And then Jim Cummings. Hey, you mean the, the guy that did that scary movie with the werewolf? No. Never that guy. No. The other Jim Cummings. So finally. finally, we can say it the right way. Finally. <laughs> I've been waiting for this guy, for this Jim Cummings the whole time. <laughs> and he's Winnie the Pooh's voice, uh, Tigger, Darkwing mm-hmm. Duck. Cod the Snake. Tasmanian Devil. Literally everything. Yeah. You, he has a very distinct voice. He's also in Pocahontas as like some background character. Like you can clearly tell it's Jim Cummings. It yeah. always kind of sounds like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. It's going to be a shame shame when he's not around. Shh. You yeah. shut your damn mouth. Then Rob Paulson, so he's, he's anim- Animaniacs, Ninja Turtles. He's Donnie from, from Ninja Turtles. Yeah, uh, He's PJ, so Pete is the next door neighbor, his son. Polly Shore is in this bad boy. <laughs> uh, Frank Welker, the, the guy, that, if you have an animal in your movie, it's he's doing the sound. He does Bigfoot in this movie. You know what else he did? Mortal Kombat. He was Goro's sounds when he... Rah! That was Frank Welker. Didn't he do Scooby-Doo for like a yeah, long time? Probably. <laughs> I, th- I think he was the voice of Scooby-Doo yeah. for a really long time. Yeah, that's how it works. So yeah, this movie, it has tons of people. Joey Lawrence did a tiny little cameo in this. And Dante Bosco. He did characters. I saw it. Yeah. The fuck? Oh, he's a Trekkie nerd. Oh, yeah. He's the talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Yeah, that's Dante Bosco. Oh, shit. I <laughs> see. Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Oh man, I need to do that to somebody. Only to me. Well, Steve go on stage to do something. Oh, you can do it to Steve. <laughs> hey, yo, Steve. He's like, God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> or I do that. Uh, his exact. Words, uh, what? What was that kid's name from King of the Hill, Greg? That ah. <laughs> Conklin. Yeah. <laughs> Conklin. Ah. <laughs> Okay, so we'll get through the story. Um, it has some pretty good metaphors and themes to it. You know, a single father trying to like understand his kid. That's hey, that's right up a lot of kids' alleys. You know, sometimes single mom, but it it has really good themes to it and stuff. And once again, it's one of those Disney films or just a film that everything could be solved if they just sat down and talked to each other for five minutes. But you don't get a movie if they just talk they have to be in a rush to get the thing so you know you know how it works so like i said we meet up with goofy and his son max 14 year old max and we actually meet up with max as he's having a dream and he sees the girl of his dreams roxanne and and he starts to change into a goof like his dad looks just like his dad and he's terrified of that and like i get that he's like my dad's a wiener. I don't want to be a wiener like him. <laughs> so he wakes up and he's late to get to school because him and Pete and their friend Bobby, uh, Cheese Whiz Bobby, they are going to hijack the auditorium during Principal Mate Zahir, his announcements, and impress Roxanne. That's the plan. So, oh, Fun fact, I forgot to bring this up. So Max's singing voice, it's not James, Jason Marsden. He probably can sing, but it's Question actually... Mark. Aaron Lore. So Aaron Lore, someone out there is like, oh yeah, I didn't know that. So Aaron Lore, he's one of the Bash brothers from... D2 Mighty Ducks. Yeah, he's the, the, the real assholey one. Dean. Yeah, yeah, Dean Portman. He's Dean Portman. He is... Uh, the singing voice is Dean Portman. Yeah. yeah. So, oh so Dean Portman, uh, Aaron Lore, um, grew up to be on Broadway many times over, but was known. He was he's in the movie version of Rent. Um, he is the one of the main guys at the the group thing that they go to okay that i can't think of i I guess i didn't get that i can't think of what it's called life support they go to the life support meeting and he's one of the main guys in that but he is actually married to idina menzel uh adele nazim adele nazim yes he is married to adele nazim 
So I remember Katie tells me this every time because I hear his voice. And she's like, hey, Dean Portman. I'm like, God damn, he's got a good voice. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> so they get to the well, backstage and they hijack the announcements. Uh, we do hear Dante Bosco tell Stacy, talk to me, baby. <laughs> and she's just annoyed. <laughs> oh, man. So they have like this green screen of Max dancing dressed like Powerline. And he accidentally gets bumped out from behind the curtain and he's on stage. And Max is, fuck it. <laughs> they don't know who I am. And he starts dancing to stand out. They know. There's a kid, there's a bunch of people in the audience say, isn't that that goof kid? Oh, yeah. But yeah. he's just like, I'm already here. So. Yeah, fuck it. And it's going great. He's dancing and he's getting all close to Roxanne and, you know, doing stuff. And she's losing her shit. Yeah, she, she's pumped. She's the whole in situation. love, yeah. And then they hook up Max to, I don't know, a fucking crane somewhere. It's, it's just like a cord. Like a I string. guess, but he was swinging hard as fuck. But yeah. he's flying around above people. It's like my hero when they did their song. And everybody's flying around, explosions and shit. And then everything gets cut off. And the principal grabs Max and PJ and Bobby. And they all get in trouble. It seems like the other two didn't get in as much trouble because they were just helping. But Max gets well his dad gets called and the principal's like your son max is in a gang i think the trouble had to do with because he was dancing all crazy in the office with his secretary oh when he was mamboing yeah I guess. <laughs> he's like everybody mambo. he was so pumped yeah that secretary said it's not my break yet yeah. <laughs> so it all worked out yeah it worked out for roxanne she's like damn you're cool and Hey, we're gonna watch his concert in a couple of weeks, a month. I don't know how long he was gone. Next but week. Damn, they were, that was, okay, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's a cartoon. Don't think about the logistics of the driving. But they're gonna go together. So Max is like, fuck yeah, it worked out. You know, I'm getting in trouble on the last day of school. Principal should be like, get the fuck out of here. Should have mm-hmm. just sent him home early. Absolutely. I, I guess. But he decides to call Goofy and tell Goofy that dude you need to do something about your kid before he ends up in the electric chair doing drugs and stealing from people because he did a dance on stage but that's that you know that's that disconnect from older people to these 90s kids you know the extreme kids you know so I thought that was really funny to see that as an older person you know now and I'm like god man old people were shitty back in the day you know I guess the same thing with hippies you know we were talking about hippies in like once upon a time in Hollywood, and just like I just don't get you hippies, <laughs> you know. And I guess that's with '90s kids, you know. The old people are like I just don't fucking get you '90s kids, and they just shake your head. Well, at he, them. he omitted some some crucial details when he called. All he said was that he was dressed as a gang member and caused a riotous frenzy. <laughs> what he yeah. failed to mention was he essentially lip lip sank sang on stage. I mean, so- technically. The things he did say did happen. He did incite like a riot, kind of. I mean, I guess. No, he did not. No, he did not. <laughs> In the sense of the word. He had a concert. No, he had a concert. Happy. They were cheering. He had a concert. Yeah. The kids say weed. He's like, oh my God, they're going crazy out there. <laughs> Call the cops. <laughs> yeah, that's Franklin's. So Max is all types of pumped. He's like, you know, in a week, I'm going to hang out with my new girlfriend. Fuck yeah. And Goofy decides that he's going to take his son fishing because that's what he did with his dad back in the day. And he turned out all right. So he's going to take Max fishing on a super duper long dumbass ride. So apparently they're in Ohio and they're going to go to Idaho. And I don't know the logistics of that, but it's probably a stupid ass drive. It'll probably take all of one day, just like it did to go from Texas to California. Yes. Uh, yeah. If you don't stop for anything, but they're stopping at all these places that Goofy went as a kid. And so yeah. that's the plan. It took like a week. Yeah. Max is like, nah, oh, well, I'll see you later. Hope that Have trip fun. is fun. And Goofy's like, no, we're going on this trip. He's like, no, I got things to do, bud. And this is the point of the movie where if they just, if Max was like, hold on, I am going on a date in a week let me do this one thing with this girl and fuck whatever i'll go on this dumbass trip with you but just give me this one thing he probably could have saved it but yeah you know like i said ain't no movie so max stops by roxanne's house before they go on this road trip and he calls off the date 
But then Roxanne is like, oh, you can't go. Guess well, I'll find somebody else. Yeah, I guess I'll find somebody else. And Max understanding that Roxanne is way too good for him. <laughs> He's going to lose that. He's like, oh, well, the reason I'm not going to be there is because I'm going to be in L.A. at the Powerline concert. My dad knows him from Yeah, on stage, dancing with him. And I'm like, oh, you just see the moment where he's like, oh, my God, why did I lie so hard? (laughs) (laughs) Just be like, I'm going to the concert and be like, hey, I'll I'll try to take a picture, you know, while I'm there or something. Oh, this is 90s. (laughs) No evidence. Just be like, yeah, I went to the concert. Who's going to check me on this? Yeah, he could have got out of that. And so Roxanne's like, holy shit. Like, this is awesome. Like, cool. Like, tell me all about when you get back and gives him a kiss. And he's like, fuck yeah. So Goofy's trip starts and they go to tons of places and it's all older, boring stuff that Goofy wants to do. They stop by what the Possum Lodge. Uh, I can't remember. No, Lester's Possum Possum Park. Lester's Possum. It should have been Possum Dodge. It sounds better. And it's like cheese, but replace Chucky with a possum. Possums. My favorite part is the the one possum in the band was halfway out of the hole, just shaking. <laughs> and they never fixed it. He was just jiggling and he then he started sparking. I forgot his name already. We just watched it. Manfred? No. No, he had a crazy house name. Yeah. But no, that's my favorite one because he was just like jiggling because yeah. they never fixed it. So uh yeah this whole time max is just being a dickhead well an understandable dickhead he didn't want to be on this trip did not want to be here and he's being a, a lot of a poop head so as they go on a camping one night they go camping with one little measly tent they meet up with pete and pj with their giant super duper camping limo rv, RV. The, the thing is gigantic Mordecai is the name of that fucking <laughs> awesome. He has the best name. Mor- fucking Mordecai. Mordecai. I was also looking for the name. <laughs> Mordecai. He was jiggling in that hole. And <laughs> then he catches on fire. So, um, but no, they meet up with Pete and PJ. And Max is like, hey, let's go eat with them. And, you know, Goofy's like, no, we'll go fishing and get our food. He's like, no, 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 no. We're going to eat people food. <laughs> already made stuff so goofy teaches max the perfect cast and it is a way to just cast out the the fishing line and get all the fish apparently it's magical and it's been passed down from goof to goof to goof and he's gonna teach him and goofy does the perfect cast and he accidentally grabs a fucking gigantic cartoon grade steak so in every cartoon i've seen in my life they always have a steak and it's almost a full circle but it's like got a little bit of an end to it but it's completely red and one circle of white so i guess that's the and surrounded by white. yeah that's a fat line that is the always how steaks look in cartoons the and, t-bone yeah every time. or not a t-bone but a whatever it is yeah house. and so the steak gets launched right into Bigfoot's face. So Bigfoot is real in this world. And Bigfoot gets lured back to the camp. And so as they are stuck in the car, it's just like Cujo, but a funny version of Cujo, because Bigfoot won't leave. And it's just fucking with their stuff outside. <laughs> they talk a little bit about the whole trip because Max is like, I don't want to be here, man. Like I got, you know, there's people I want to talk to. And Goof, Goofy's like, well, I don't want you to end up in the electric chair. And he's like, bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> and so they kind of have a moment where they, I don't know, slightly start to respect each other a little bit more. They have, uh, what is it, alphabet soup. And yeah. he's like, you remember when you were a kid, you used to spell things out to me. It's high dad soup. Yeah. And so he spells out high dad and gives it to him and he goes to sleep. So it's like, oh, okay heartwarming the next morning no was it it was that night so max realizes that his dad follows the map to a t and so if he just changes the map to go to la then his dad will just inadvertently get them to la and then he can figure out how to get work it out at that point so he's he's working on the whole rule of just like I'll just keep lying and doing diabolical things until I get to the point and be like, oh no, how did I get here? 
and then just work it out there. So he's not thinking about the future. He's like, I have to change this one thing. So Max erases the trail and leads it toward L.A. And he puts up the map. The next morning, Goofy, he decides to make Max the navigator of the trip. And he tells him, all the way up until Idaho, you can choose where we go, and you're in charge of the map. And so he's like, oh, okay. And at first, they start to go to things that Max wants to do. So they go to like a... a Oh, yeah. Goofy decides he can choose all the stops. Yeah. So he goes to like an amusement park and then they're uh, what? Not paragliding, uh, jet skiing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes yeah, that, uh, Goofy being Goofy getting all fucked up. Yeah. And then he realizes that Goofy's, you know, he's got to do something for his dad. So he starts to understand his dad and he takes him to like the house, house of yarn or house like the most. Oh, hit. the big, it's like the biggest ball of yarn. The yeah. world's biggest ball of yarn. And he foams at the mouth and he runs in with him and stuff. And they're starting to be really Good close. Friends, yeah. So after, I thought this was a week, more than one week trip, but apparently it's just daily things. But yeah. they meet up with Pete and PJ again. And Max tells PJ his plan to get to the concert, which unfortunately Pete overhears. So if you ever watch anything goofy related, Pete's probably there. Mickey He's Mouse related. Yeah. And Pete's like the next door neighbor. I guess they're friends. Like it seems like they've known each other for a long time. I they're guess. they're friends, but I mean, Pete is a cat, and he acts like a cat. He's yeah. a dick. Yeah. So <laughs> in this one moment, I don't think the way he said it was kind of dickish, but he was doing the right thing. So he hears PJ and Max talk about that. Max changed the map to go to LA so he can go to the Powerline concert, and Pete hears this and he tells Goofy like, "Hey." I know you trust your kid and all this stuff, but your kid's tricking you, man. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, he changed the map to go to L.A. And he's like, I don't believe you, Pete. My son wouldn't do that. He's like, well, check the map, man. Check the map. Like, that was the right thing to do. If Katie was getting tricked by, like, I don't know, her niece or a kid, I'd be like, that kid's, like, fucking trying to make booze of you, just so you know, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but rather than asking the kid... Goofy. Oh, he assumed he's probably going to lie to him, too. So just go to the source. Hey, what are y'all doing in here? He's like, nothing. I'm just, y'all ain't going to tell me the yeah. truth. Let me just tell Katie. <laughs> no, I get that. I get that about Pete. Pete's a dick, though. He already lying. He's going to keep lying. So Goofy checks the map, and he sees that Max set it, set it to go to L.A., and so he's heartbroken at this point. On the road, there's, I don't know if there is a junction like this in the world, but there's one that goes to L.A., and one that goes to Idaho, apparently. <laughs> and Route 66 Junction, probably. But also, they are like, they're fucking up taking Route 66. Yeah. Like, that shit is fucked up I mean, all across. Well, like, they're sightseeing stuff, I guess. I mean, sure, but most yeah. of, of Route 66 is like, dead out there. Like, the road's so fucked up, and there's no no one lives out there, because it's just desert. Like there's nothing out there. Yeah. So it's 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 crunch time. Will Max actually tell the truth for once or continue this absurd lie that he's been doing this whole week? And Max keeps the lie going and he tells his dad to take a left. <laughs> and the second he takes the left, Goofy's just pissed. He shuts down. He's he, so mad. He hundred percent knows that he was lying to him. So he stops the car. And he gets out and Max and then they they start to fuss a little bit about it. And he's like, I didn't want to be here to begin with. Like, I told you these things. And he's like, I just wanted to spend some time with my son. And he's like, you know, they're yelling. And unfortunately, Goofy didn't put the brake on or anything. I guess he left it in neutral. (laughs) And the car proceeds to just roll down this hill by itself. And so the boys chase it. They're in Colorado, apparently. Around Colorado River, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to cross the the Colorado River. Yeah, like, it, something like that. The Rio Grande. Probably. Yeah, there's tons of water, so yeah. they end up in the water. Holy guacamole! And Goofy saves Max first by casting out and saving him from going over a waterfall. Oh, sorry. Before the waterfall, they have a song. Nobody else but you. I love that song. And they actually. It's so good accept each other for what they are and realize that they love each other and so after the love it's like oh shit we're going to die so they work together 
and Goofy saves Max, but then Max like gets caught up in some ropes and a tarp, and he makes a parachute. He doesn't make it. It just happens like that. And Goofy goes over the waterfall, and he grabs the fishing line, and Goofy falls because the handle falls off. And Max does the perfect cast and saves his dad from falling down a waterfall. He's Goofy, so he probably would be fine if he made it. If he if he did fall all the way, he'd probably be absolutely fine. Because later on in the movie, he explodes, and he's fine. So, yeah. I mean, I guess for the the tension of the scene and kids, you're like, oh no, Goofy almost died. No, he'd have been fine. His shoes stayed on. He's all right. He didn't have shoes on. He's already dead. So anyway. Max saves Goofy. Hooray. And Goofy says, like, no. You know, he tells him, Max tells Goofy, he's like, sorry for lying to you this whole time and stuff. And he's like, no. He explains the entire situation. Yeah. Everything that led up to what's where they're at. And then Goofy's like, I'm going to get you to this concert, Max. He's like, oh, my boy's in love. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to get you to this concert. And then this is where this movie gets absurd. (laughs) So like I was saying, I was talking to Greg and Katie about this earlier. They sneak into the concert by stuffing themselves in instrument cases. That's fine. They're, they're cartoons. That's reasonable. But also those cases would already be backstage. That's what I'm saying. Like that, yeah. So anyway, as we continue. They were running late. Yeah. Well, Paraline is already performing. Yeah, this is the very end <laughs> very, of the concert. Very, very late. So I don't understand what anyway. Um Roxanne and all her friends are watching the concert and they're like, hey, where's Goof? Where's Max? He lied to us. Yeah. It's fucking his friend, Bobby, that's saying that shit. Well, other people too. They were probably waiting on him. Bobby too. calling him out yeah. on his shit. <laughs> well, Bobby's that like goof right there. Yeah. Well, Bobby's Bo- only like a partial, like not really a friend. He's just like the AV nerd who had the hookups. Like, yeah. And so Max and Goofy, unfortunately, get split up because Max is looking at some cheeks as they walk by, and Goofy just keeps walking. And so Max <laughs> is, we should leave another. Uh, yeah. Not. Oh damn. Look at that. Stay. So Max is pretty close to the stage, and he's like, "Oh shit, okay, I can sneak on." And then, oh no, security! Actually, hooray, security! This motherfucker's been backstage for a long time. So security chases him, and they get into the scaffolding up above, and they're running away from each other. Goofy uh, meets up with one of the singers as she's getting dressed. And gets kicked into her little booth where she was supposed to come in later. The booth rises way too early and Goofy starts getting electrocuted because he's in one of those like crystal balls that electricity jumps everywhere. And then in typical Goofy fashion, he doesn't die. He just lands on stage next to Powerline. And like I told Greg and Katie, he is a fucking consummate performer. He don't freak out. He just looks at Goofy and then Max tells Goofy to do the perfect cast. Caroline watches, watch him do this dance. It's like five second dance. And he goes, oh, okay. I like that. Now I know how to do it. It's like fucking Mega Man. And then he starts doing the dance with them. And everybody's like, oh shit. They're freaking out and stuff. The dancers behind them, I guess they know it too. They're just all great dancers. And so they watched it for half a second. They're like, yeah. Which is wild to me because I have watched a Goofy movie like easily a hundred times and I am nowhere near to learning the perfect (laughs) cast now than I was the very first time I saw yeah. it. <laughs> maybe it's a, it's a dog. I mean, I'm thing. not a professional dancer, so yeah. that makes sense, but still. Maybe, maybe it's in your blood if you're a dog people, because Powerline's a dog people. I guess. Hell, I don't know. Anyway, Max is getting chased by the security guard up above, and part of the scaffolding, like, I don't know, snaps off a little bit, and the Max, so fat, yeah, yeah, Max is swinging around, security guy flies into the giant TV screen, sparks, he's dead, and then Max lands on stage, and Powerline, once again, seeing another person in sparks and explosions, goes, eh, I'm cool with this. And Max starts doing his dance. And then they all start doing the fucking cast and just dancing on stage. Roxanne sees her future boyfriend. She's like, damn, he didn't lie to me. Kind of. Man. Damn, he made it. Awesome. Man, he gonna get it in when he gets back here. So. Probably wasn't thinking wow. that. Yeah. 14. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. <laughs> make me the bad guy in this anyway uh powerline finishes the dance so just like in ninja turtles part two vanilla ice comes up with a whole new fucking song when he sees the ninja turtles for five seconds powerline learns a dance and keeps singing this motherfucker is awesome the explosions people are dying around him and he's like i gotta finish eye to eye i have to it's it's the, the finale so i guess he he probably left 
and then came back and this is the, like the last song and so uh i don't understand afterward i seem they probably left and they were like yeah you're a pretty good dancer you're not going to jail tonight like i told greg and katie security would have should have stomped them out <laughs> for getting on the stage but you just see security come on stage like dancing and they're just trying to get close to them and again take them. <laughs> this is the 90s people did not give a fuck yeah apparently like security was so different for concerts back then like yeah. you can watch if you watch videos of like old selena concerts or michael jackson concerts or whatever like people were up on the stage all the time and the like selena would dance with her like people who came up she would like uh like salsa cumbia with them and fucking michael jackson would like hug people who came on stage and then ask like gently ask them to leave like people were so fucking chill in yeah. the 90s and there wasn't this like oh i'm in immediate danger like it is now yeah and so hooray max he he got this ridiculous lie out i'm proud of him this was a stupid ass lie and he made it work they get back home and he goes to roxanne's house and roxanne's like holy shit you were actually on stage it was awesome and he's like i lied to you and i'm sorry i don't know powerline I, I don't understand how this all worked out. I just met him for the first time. Yeah, at the but I did get on stage with him. So that's still really fucking awesome. He's like, oh, wow. You just, so you just snuck on stage. Yeah, I killed the guy, but I got on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I murdered the, killed the guy. Yeah, I murdered the guy. 100%. But we made it on stage. So Roxanne's like, okay, don't lie anymore, I guess. But that was really cool. And he said he was nervous that she wouldn't like him. So he did all that lying and stuff. And she's like, I liked you even before all this, bro. When you did your, your goofy laugh, like, that's when I knew I liked you. And he's like, oh, well, damn. Oh, that's the thing that got you. Well, damn, the thing I've been trying to repress this whole time. Yeah. I'm like, damn, I, I was already in. Like, doing all this. I endangered my life 22 times this week <laughs> trying to get this lie going. And so they come up with a date that they're going to do the next night because he's hanging out with his dad tonight and then goofy standing next to the car did nothing to the oh he put the bumper back on and then that's apparently enough for the car to explode his shoes come off so goofy's dead but then he lands through the patio like roof and he meets roxanne hooray and then end scene so that's a goofy movie it, it's a good ass movie so katie who's your favorite character in a goofy movie uh that's my boy max i love max so much i don't give a fuck (laughs) you can try to shit on him all you want max is the best he was just living his normal teenage life okay normal teenage life and goofy with (laughs) no fucking like heads up at all was like guess what i'm taking you away for a week and i don't give a fuck what you have to say wouldn't let him get a fucking single word in edgewise about it was just like nope don't give a fuck i'm taking the word of this principal who i've never talked to in my whole life and sorry we're gone for a week go fuck all your plans like wouldn't even let his son explain what the fuck was happening so he didn't even get to set foot in the door he gets home he doesn't even get to go inside yeah doesn't yeah exactly doesn't get to put his shit down doesn't get to grab like a change of clothes none of that it's just like fuck it we're going on a trip okay so you can call max a liar all you want but my sympathies go out to max because this point in his life i remember this point in my life very clearly like being at an age where you're trying to separate yourself from your parents and grow like to become an individual and your parents are see what it seems like to you at least is your parents are trying to hold you closer and closer and like to keep their grip on you because they know you're about to leave and it's a it's a very it's normal I mean everyone goes through this moment in their life but like I sympathize with Max completely because as a parent you need to be helping your kids through this moment help them gain their individuality and all of these like their independence I don't know so team Max all the way Greg uh, honorable mention to Bobby because <laughs> he has the best power of Jesus. He, he has the most memorable lines for sure. 
Um, <laughs> and had he been featured more prominently in this film, he probably would have ended up being the favorite, but he's just not used enough. So I guess you really have to kind of default to Max, I suppose. I don't know. Um, what I like about Max is the fact that his his unique ways of overcoming the fact that he's trying to, you know, create identity, create an identity for himself within amongst his peers and to just be noticed. Like he went big to do it. Oh, I want to get the attention of this girl. I can't really talk to her. I can't, I can't get the gumption to talk to her, but instead of working on that, I'm going to put on a concert for the entire school. Right. <laughs> like as ill-advised as his actions are sometimes or every time he goes hard. <laughs> I, I would not, I would not have it in me to create such an elaborate impossible to prove impossible to accomplish lie like he did. And yeah, <laughs> it's just, he went big in every single way. I want to be noticed by this girl go big. Uh, I need to get, I need an excuse for why I can't take this girl out. Go big. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to this concert. Really going to do it. Go big. So even though it, I sounded like I was hating on Max like five minutes ago. Yeah. Max favorite character in this movie. Yeah. Even though I even, even though he was a dumb, dumb for coming up with these dumb fucking lies. If I was forced to go on a road trip with my mom for a week and Katie, me and Katie were like, you know, I impressed her and she's like, oh, we can go do this and this. I'm like, you know, even though she'd have been like, oh, I guess I'll go with somebody else. I'm like, hold, hold, hold up, girl, hold up. <laughs> yeah, there's something he could have said instead of, I'm going to Michael Jackson concert and I'm going to dance. When he does, remember the time I'm going to be on stage with him. That, that, that's such an absurd thing to do. <laughs> That'd in an be... Egyptian get up. <laughs> yeah. And first of all, Katie ain't gonna believe me. Oh, so you're gonna dance with Michael Jackson? Do you remember the time you're gonna come out in that song and dance? Yes. Get the fuck out of my face. You know, she's not gonna believe me. It's such an absurd thing to say. Would you believe me if I said that? Here's the thing. <laughs> 35-year-old me would not believe you. I'd oh, kick you yeah. to the fucking curb. Yeah, 15-year-old you. 14-year-old me would have believed whatever the fuck you Oh, well then turn up then. Like... <laughs> 14-year-olds have no concept of what is real and what is fake. Like, th- there's nothing there. They're, oh. they're bl- like blank slates. He could have told me he was going to the moon and I would have been like, cool, bring me a rock. <laughs> like, <laughs> I go around the corner, get a rock from her yard and just put it in my pocket. I'm like, oh. I'm back. Yeah, yeah. Get, get at the hair in a week. <laughs> the, yeah. the, map, the map plan is 10 times dumber than a lot. Yeah, I mean... So the whole plan of him, you know, in the map, just predicated on the fact that Goofy wouldn't look at it again. All it took was him just like, oh, how close are we? And looks at the map like, why is there a straight fucking line going to L.A.? What the hell is that? Like I said, he was flying by the seat of his pants the whole movie. He had the line. He's like, I have to lie in like 10 seconds. (laughs) I have to make it work (laughs) right now. He didn't have time to come up with better plans because he was just forced to come up with the dumbest ideas when it happened so i guess being impressed like that I, I still wouldn't have lied that hard to katie if we were like 14 i, I wouldn't have said I'm, I'm gonna be on stage with michael jackson i just that's just the dumbest thing to say <laughs> it's so stupid it is pretty dumb yeah. it was a it was a poor lie but yeah i know so gotta Ka- do what you gotta do katie who is your least favorite character or idea or thing in this movie um i have two but I'll say Pete for now um, because Pete's style of parenting oh, fear, yeah. is the fear fucking route. horrible. Yeah. Um, and I'm very happy that it's something that we have as a society have mostly moved away from. Um, Pete's parenting style is similar to boomer style, I guess. Like I don't know, this idea that if your kid isn't scared of you, then you're doing something wrong. Um, And it's horrible. Like, even though PJ is a sweet angel baby sent from, like, the heavens, 
and has never done a damn thing wrong, Pete still treats PJ like shit and forces him to do every single bit of work while he just like sits back and drinks a beer. And it's just like, he's fucking awful. And every conversation he has with Goofy is basically about how Goofy is a terrible parent, which he isn't. Like, yes, he could have better communication skills, but he's not terrible. And it's just like, you gotta, you know, keep him under your thumb, Goof. Like, make him scared of you. And it's just like, bro, shut the fuck up. Your relationship with PJ is terrible. You don't know anything going on in PJ's life. And you don't give a fuck. So go fuck yourself, Pete. <laughs> Terrible. Pete the cat. This Pete the cat. Trash. Not Pete the cat with the shoes. He's he's fine. <laughs> Greg. The annoying child at the at the possum park. He was yelling. <laughs> she epitomized everything that's annoying about children. That was pre summers, wasn't it? Probably. I think so. I think that voice was. Or the Summer. picture girl. I think that was Chris Summer. Yeah. No, the picture. No, picture girl was E.G. Daily. Oh, uh, Tommy's voice. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. I had it wrong. Um, she goes into that and that place crying, annoying, and then two seconds later she's fine. So she was, <laughs> there was nothing ever wrong to begin with. Annoying. <laughs> And then once the show starts, ugh, the way she's <laughs> singing, it's actually kind of funny, actually. The way she's singing with absolutely no words because she can't really speak that well. <laughs> with fucking four teeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah, girl smile. Poor kid. Um, yeah, Mac, Max pretty much, Max rolled his eyes, which is exactly what I did, or exactly what I would have done encountering a child like that. Just... Well, you were just crying two seconds ago. Ugh, children. You, you know how I feel about children. Yep. And I feel you. So I went, and it's probably going to be Katie's second one that she didn't say. I just went with the fucking disconnect from adults to, to kids back then. This is, this is a 90s film. Like, you know, principal don't understand kids. He said Max was out here fucking doing riots and gang clothes. So He's so discontent. He doesn't know who the fuck Powerline is. I know old teachers that knew who Michael Jackson was. They're like, oh, Michael Jackson, right? With the glove, right? So he doesn't know anything about Powerline at all. And he's like, oh, those are gang clothes. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he's in a lab outfit. You know what he so anyway? Uh, it's just that connect. Even Goofy was doing it, you know? And he didn't want to listen. So it's just that disconnect from parents or just adults to kids and stuff. And Given there were points where Max wasn't explaining himself the best either, and so it, it went both ways. But also, he's fourteen. So oh like yeah, communication skills are at an all time. Oh, level. absolutely. So <laughs> it was it was just bad. But I just that part sucks because Max is probably a good kid, and the principal's like on the last day of school, like an asshole, calls his dad. He's like, "Your kid's in a gang, probably, and he's probably going to end up dead. <laughs> you should do something about this, sir." I'm like, "You dickhead!" So that's my second. Oh, the least pr favorite principal, Ma principal Mazer <laughs> is absolute trash. He has a very famous voice actor. Oh, uh, Wallace, uh, something Wallace, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wallace Sean is his name. There you go. He's in Princess Bride, inconceivable. He's also in the Clueless show or movie. Who's either the principal or the dad, something oh, like that. Probably. Um, in one of those, a anyways, he is a trash principal because. I know pretty much everyone that I'm friends with is in education. And by the last day of school, all of the adults at a school, at any given school, anywhere in America, are so fucking done with these kids and so ready to be on summer break. There's no fucking way Principal Mazer would have made that call to Goofy. He'd have been. Uh, I got to push back on that. See, I think he would have talked to Max. He would have had Max in his office and he would have been like, you fucked up first week of school next year. You have in-school suspension or whatever the fuck. And then would have walked away or some dumb sh shit like that. It wouldn't have been like, you're in a gang and you're in this and that. Like, nah, everyone's fucking tired of being there. Like, go home. The content of the discussion definitely wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have been like, 
your son was in a gang ca- causing a riotous frenzy. It would have just been, this is what he did. He's got ISIS when we get back. But he would, he definitely would have called at least, though. Oh yeah, yeah. They just said something. Yeah, that's what I mean. The, I guess not the call to the dad, but the extremity of the phone call. Like, yeah. No principal gives that much fucks on the last day of school. Like, <laughs> you also can't don't. really say that to parents these days. <laughs> no matter what they've done, you can't be like your kid's gonna be in the electric chair. You can't. You can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty fucked up to say. <laughs> um question for you two yeah what's your opinion on roxanne uh great oh what, what do you mean by opinion i think she's a great character okay, i could have well, did more ashley was hoping someone would pick roxanne as least favorite least favorite i mean a lot of those kids yeah a lot of those kids didn't do a lot well she finds her she finds her shallow for the way she came to to like max because well, it's, yeah, it, it's like oh true. i like you I, I like you now because you you've done this power line dance oh you can't take me on the date well i'll just find someone else oh but you're going to this concert okay well i'm cool with you again. okay I like you. counter <laughs> what is the reason that max likes roxanne because i can tell you it's her hips and her boobs stop <laughs> There is no mention that Roxanne is smart, kind, funny, athletic, anything, any reason for Max to have a some sort of feelings about Roxanne other than the way that she is drawn. So <laughs> they are both shallow as fuck because guess what? They're 14 and 14 year olds are shallow as fuck. Okay. So I counter your Roxanne is shallow and terrible with so is every other person at that school. I think she's in another room, but I think she heard you. <laughs> <laughs> like they never mention. There's never a comment where Max is like, "Oh, she's just so smart and so this and so that and so pretty." It's just like, no, I'm in love with Roxanne, and I just don't. I can't talk to her. I'm so scared to talk to her. And like, seemingly Roxanne is popular, and he's a loser. So you assume that that's why they can't talk. Why he can't talk to her? But I don't know. We know that her look, her sh- has something to do with it because that older dude like asks her about going to the party right oh, before yeah. the concert starts. Like the super buff jock guy is like. So Roxanne, um, about Stacy's party, and then the fucking music starts. So like, question mark, isn't everybody shallow at that high school? Maybe Buff Guy was into some sort of narrative that she wrote for English class. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just assumed that Roxanne was probably like the cutest girl at school. And Max was just the, the, a yucking wiener in the corner and so he's like i gotta do something well, to, like impress her question mark cutest freshman because the there are many other oh girls yeah, yeah. i mean well, drawn for, like for his world like yeah if i'm a him. freshman all the other freshmen that's my world you yeah. know so yeah the cutest girl in school but, it, but again him. like doesn't that make him shallow so they're all the fucking that's, high yeah. schoolers yeah yeah that's what i'm they're saying all poop. but no uh roxanne honestly all the kids just like you said bobby didn't do a lot a lot of the kids, if they had more time, but it's a road trip movie. Yeah, so it's not about them. Probably if she had more lines to say, she probably would be, they would build on her character some and probably say something like she's smart, something like that, you know? I liked her dad a lot and her relationship <laughs> with her dad. Like he, he knows, he knows what the fuck's up. Yeah, the dad was just like staring out of the little mailbox hole. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. more like her giant pet. Like, go back inside, good daddy. It was kind oh of yeah, I love that. I love that she calmed him with like a like the thing you would say to dogs. Like, who's a good daddy? Yeah. Like, <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, he knows what the yeah. fuck's up. Some wiener kid knocking on my <laughs> door. Like, he ain't talking to my daughter. He can't formulate words. <laughs> yeah, just a big old dumb dog. He's so mad. <laughs> okay, so let's do seven word synopsis. I have a ton because I like this movie. So my first one is Javier Cougat is the damn Mambo King. So when when Goofy said like the Mambo King, I looked it up. He's the Mambo King. That's that's his his title in life. 
my next one's a 14 word synopsis. Hey, hey, yo, Katie, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. It's even better that it came from Dante Bosco. All right. And then Tevin Campbell is a damn American gym. I said it. I said it. <laughs> God damn it. And then my last one is Max singing voice is a bash brother. Mm-hmm. Katie. All right. Um, horrible communication leads to father son animosity. <laughs> Principal wouldn't give two shits last day. And dad learns to accept teen growing up. Yeah. And then another one. Jeez. Mufasa, Bambi, Ariel, Skull Rock, Disney, uh, Mickey, and Donald. Oh, all the cameos. Those are all the cameos in this movie. Wait, Bambi? Mm-hmm. Oh, the toy. The toy. Yeah. There the is both a Mufasa and a Bambi toy at the photo place. I don't think I've ever noticed the Mufasa toy. Yeah. It's I a, saw it this time. And I was like, yeah. my first time. It might have been Simba. I couldn't tell, but it's one of them. Oh, probably Simba. Adults you you, can't, you yeah. can't tell. It's the same, but the keys are also on a Disney logo keychain. Yeah, yeah, that's the Disney D. That's yeah. And they mention Walt Disney in that song or in that section right there. Walt Disney. <laughs> Greg. Father and son seeing eye to eye. No. Oh. Double meaning. Oh, that was it. That's it. I ain't okay. got 83 like y'all do. So continuing the new trend that Greg came up with, Wilhelm Scream Count. I only heard one. Anybody else hear another one? No, just the one when the, the first, the road trip song. Yep. Okay, good. <laughs> I was like, man. Doesn't I, do one when I was excited to hear it, though. And lands in her roof? No, he, he did his scream, not the Wilhelm scream. Oh. He did the goofy scream. <laughs> yeah. On that one. I don't know Which, what the difference is. That's fine. Oh, uh, I'll show you a clip. Okay. It's in just about every movie. <laughs> Yeah, you've heard it, but so that's Wilhelm Scream. So, oh, this film came out April 7th, 1995. Sweet Jesus, that's so old. That's literally like two months before Lion King. Yeah, crazy. So, what a fucking year. So, what do you guys think the budget for a goofy movie was? Katie, 15 million. Okay. Greg, god dang, oh. <laughs> 15 million. God dang, I hope they didn't have to pay that much for that. Um, shit. uh, and I paid eight million dollars. So, Katie was actually closer. The budget was 18 million dollars yep. for this movie. What? I don't understand why it's so goddamn expensive. Why is it so expensive? God, animation is expensive as fuck. True. But you can't say that this movie is, I don't know, more effort than Beauty and the Beast? No. Beauty and the Beast had a higher... Oh, higher than that? Yeah. It's higher than it that. Just, it's crazy. Beauty and, the Beast, 18? Beauty and the Beast cast is also stacked as fuck. Yeah. Like, their budget is... The budget for the first Beauty and the Beast is wild. Yeah. But that's just crazy to me. 18 seems so wild. Well, okay. The kid who played Max, the like, the talking voice actor for max was highly like very famous at this moment um rob paulson very famous goofy make well the guy who voices goofy making hella money jim cummings also makes hella money on every disney thing there's like the soundtrack paying tevin campbell i'm sure cost a shit ton of money yeah that's true like he came up with two new songs for the the yeah for the character yeah so there's a lot that went into it plus they gotta pay all the animators and all the things so that's true i didn't think of it like that yeah so what do you guys think the box office was katie i said uh 25 million okay great wow <laughs> what was the budget 18 18 million dollars i get where you're coming from greg and i don't it's kind of reasonable but the movie made 37 million dollars so it at least doubled but that was a poor showing from a disney film like the higher-ups were like damn that didn't 
do as much as we thought it would do. Yeah. I don't know why, but. Well, there are a couple of reasons why this movie did not do quite as good as their other movies. This movie was not um, advertised as much as their bigger box office, like smashes get advertised. Like I can remember the fucking commercial for Lion King where they show the sun rising and then it's like boom lion king coming summer 1995 like i distinctly remember that being on like eight movies that i had as a kid like on the vhs's uh this movie did not have like there are no ads for this movie on anything so it's a movie till it came out on vhs yeah yeah, and that, a that, lot that's, of people didn't. That's when it exploded. A honestly. lot of people didn't. I had it on VHS for sure, and I'm pretty sure that's the first time I saw it. But I went and saw Lion King, which came out two weeks a- or two months after this, in the theaters. I was completely unaware of Goofy movie. Yeah. It's yeah, everybody like was until it was out on DVD or VHS yeah. at the time. It like case, it wasn't the case of oh, it's in theaters, but I didn't watch it. Just didn't even know it existed. Yeah, because there was no advertisement for it. Like this movie did not get the advertising that it should have at the time it would have been a bigger success and there disney has several movies that came out in the 90s and early 2000s where they did this same thing like they would have their huge blockbuster movie that they put all their effort into and then every other movie that came out that year they just like wouldn't give a fuck wouldn't talk about yeah like <laughs> yeah it's, it's a weird thing with disney like they they have a thing where like one movie can be the big movie every year and then we'll release some smaller things but it won't like this that's not what we're really focusing all of our advertising on so and it's crazy because they have so much money they could give great advertising for everything yeah. but well at maybe oh, not yeah. in the right in the middle of the 90s but yeah. currently absolutely yeah absolutely so i learned that this film uh when it came in theaters it was second place to the will smith blockbuster Bad Boys. I love Bad Boys. So, I for sure saw that in the theater. Yeah, so Bad Boys kept Goofy Movie from being number one. Fuck, even though sense. I was what eight. I saw. I thought I, <laughs> I saw this in the theater. I think my mom took me because she's my like, parents oh, took I got me. a babysitter. Fuck <laughs> my it. parents wanted to see this in there. I was yeah. like, yeah, let's go. I, I love Will Smith. I swear I saw that in a theater. I swear I saw Bad Boys in the theater. I yeah. thought it was like late. I thought it was a couple of years later in the nineties. I don't think it was ninety five. Yeah. Same. I didn't think it was that old. But yeah, if you look at Will, he looks young as fuck in it. And Martin Lawrence, they both look stupid young in it. But yeah, no, so Bad Boys kept it from being number one. Makes sense. Yeah. It's a big ass movie. Bad Boys is fucking good. Yeah, and then two months later, Lion King decimated the 1995 theater. Oh, yeah. Just. It it makes sense. You know, Disney, at least they made double their money with this. So Disney's like, "Eh," you know, hooray. Also, soundtrack, like. For all their other Disney movies that had done well in the 90s to this point, they were all uh, lyrics and music by uh, Alan Menken and Tim Rice. Uh, and they did not use them for this movie. Yeah. They didn't advertise using them for this movie. Um, also, the trend uh, kind of starting with this movie actually was to hire like a pop star to do the music. Um, but Tevin Campbell was not as well known as some of the other pop stars they got to do some of their later movies, which is why it didn't do as quite as well. Um, Like Lion King was done by Elton John and Tarzan was done by Phil Collins. Like they just started doing that as like the later they got into their animation in the late nineties. So, yeah. So that that's a goof movie. Like even, you know, it's, it's a solid movie. I think you should give it a shot if you have not seen it. So with that, that is the end. Oh, next time you watch this movie during the uh, song on the open road. Oh, yeah. Keep your eyes peeled for a mob vehicle that has the trunk open and a guy with cement like attached to his feet and roped up in the trunk like they open up the trunk and he's one of the people singing in on the open road oh and there's a corpse that is now dancing dancing and singing. Yeah. yeah hilarious on the open road as a whole just like keep your eyes peeled through that whole scene yeah came it's out fantastic. the coffin and is dancing i'm like my god yep. so yeah <laughs> so with that that is the end of this episode so 
If you have any other cool fun facts about Goofy or Disney as a whole, you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. We have an email. It is Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook. Allentown Presents. So, like I said, this is the first episode of Animation Month. And the next movie that we are doing, it's, uh, you know, it is a Spider-Man film. But Otis, we did all the Spider-Man films. No, we didn't. We, I didn't avoid it. It just didn't happen like this. And so it's a specially animated one. Uh, I'm hoping that we can just find films that are made in a different way. Goofy movies a little different because it's black and fun. But yeah, see. I didn't say it wasn't. I know, Craig out here. (laughs) But uh, with this Spider-Man film, the recording, it's filmed slower than any other animated film. It looks crazy, but it is really fucking beautiful. So we're going to review Into the Spider-Verse. And the second one's coming, uh, it's like next year. But when it comes out, it'll be great. So, and like I said, further down this month, we're going to do one. It's a Disney film, right? The new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very excited because I'm telling you, I was in the other room and Katie. Was, what is it? What are, y'all, what are y'all talking about? Oh, what's the name of it? Chippendale Rescue Rangers, baby. What? Yeah, that new one. So, yeah, uh, it is fucking hilarious. Yeah. What, I cannot wait. Yeah. One of the Rescue Rangers like updates himself. So he looks like now cartoons. Yeah, he gets he gets a. Uh, surgery to be cgi like plastic surgery basically to become cgi so that he can i've seen a I've so that seen he can get roles in today's it. film market yeah i Apparently. saw a trailer for it and thought nothing of it it is funny as fuck oh my god yeah. it's so good I've seen the nostalgia is then, like <laughs> yeah i've seen reviews and katie was legit dying in i the was other room. crying laughing at parts of it like so, That's so funny. Uh, we're absolutely going to give that a shot. And then we'll have another pick. We'll find something. There's tons of animated things out there. So, like always, keep with us. And we'll be back next week with another animated film. Okay, bye, guys. Bye.